0: here again it is one of the letters of Paul written to the church of Rome um, believers sense like you and I Paul in presenting his case has proved that the whole world, everybody you and I all of us are guilty before God all of us are so guilty before a holy God, and no one can be safe. No one can be saved by religious deed. no one can be safe by religious behavior such as good moral life. Depending on keeping the law or depending on doing good moral lives, no one can be safe only by keeping the law for salvation. Paul explained that God's salvation is only by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Which we all believe. And which I believe that all of us hold on to. Now when we turn to the Bible, we will all have a common ancestral um, life. That all of our lines have a genealogical diagrams rich back to Adam. Our founding father, who was a son of God. In fact, even our Lord Jesus Christ is in that line. As we read in Luke chapter 3, the apostle Paul who wrote Romans chapter 5, three man's fall back in Adam's one sin, and he says, that resulted in the imputations of sin to the human race. All of us have gone through that imputation. All of us cannot be able to justify ourselves so that when Adam sinned, we, we all fall and we all have failed. And we all had imputed to us the sin and the guilt of Adam's sins is in all of us. That is the first result of the, all, of the fall of man the imputation of sin. And the second result that all of us have to be aware and all of us have to know is that we receive a corrupt nature. All of us have a corrupt nature, a corrupt character, a corrupt behavior. And so, we all possess the effect of original sin from Adam. Some theologians will say that all of us have an original sin. We have a sinful nature There is not one of us that does not have a sinful nature. None of us here. None of us. Maybe if you believe. But I believe that I have a sinful nature. And even little children that are sitting behind, they are all developing their own sinful nature. We all have that. All of us. So therefore, Spurgeon says, Charles Spurgeon, he said, you are not supposed to base your life on how good you feel or how great you perform day to day as a Christian, instead you must live simply by faith in Christ Jesus. And today, this morning, my message is centered on our justification in Jesus Christ. Spurgeon make it very clear, and Paul explain the basic truth. The blessing of our justification in Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11, if you read it. The blessing of our justification. And in verse uh, 12 to 21, it is the basic, the basic, the need of our justification. That's what Paul tried to to explain. The writer, who is Paul, was trying to assort, giving the assurance, or assuring the readers of that justification is a lasting thing. And only in Christ Jesus, especially his Jewish reader, especially the Rome, the Church of Rome, and us today. Paul answered the questions in this session and in these verses at the very heart to the letter that he wrote to the Roman Church. To understand these verses, few general truths about this section need to be understood and the key idea here is our identification of two people in this text Adam and Christ Adam and Christ that is one of the things that I want us to understand this we are going to see two men in this text Adam and Christ each of them reigning over a kingdom each of them ruling each of them take over. In Adam. Adam was given dominion. From if you look at Genesis chapter 2. He was given dominion over the old creation. And he sinned. And he lost his kingdom. Basically because of Adam's sins. All mankind. All of us are under the condemnation of death. From the first scripture that we have. Our physical being was in him. And so our genealogically and our physically we were in Adam. And when he reached out and took the fruit, we reached out, all of us, we reached out and took the fruit also. Let us know that death is not natural to humanity, but is the direct result of our sin. That is one of the things that we have to understand. That death is not natural to humanity, but is the direct result of man's sin. Of Adam's sin. And all of us sin. We are racially united to Adam. This is what the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 12. He says, verse 12, he said, Therefore, just through one man's sin, Entered the world and death through sin, and those death spread to all men because all sin. It is, we are all racially united, we are all part of Adam. This is what the scripture tells us with sin, all men die. When Adam sinned, he ultimately died, and all of his descendants die too. All of his descendants die too. That's what Romans 3, 5, 12 told us. Men die because they are united racially to Adam. And in Adam, all men will die. That's what 1 Corinthians 15, 22 told us. Adam did not have to commit a series of sin. A thousands of sin or many sins. In one act, God tested Adam. And he failed. And that is what is termed as offense. And an act of disobedience. An act of what? Um, of, of offense of disobedience before his God. The two offense, The word offense means trespass or crossing over the fire. You are told not to. And he crossed over. God told Adam how far he could go. How far he could uh, go. And Adam decided to go beyond the appointed limit. He says in Genesis 12, uh, sorry, 2, he says, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall solely eat. Die. This is. Adam. Now as I said. In this text we are seen two people. Adam and Christ. In Christ. This means that Jesus Christ. We have gained much more. Than we ever lost in Adam. Because he is the second Adam. The first Adam. Have lost. And the second Adam. Came who is Jesus Christ. We have gained much more. Ever. We lost in Adam. Therefore, Christ came as the King of a new creation. In first, uh, in Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven, it says, "We are a new creation. The old things have gone. A new creation in Jesus Christ, not in Adam. A new creation of the last Adam, who have come to die on the cross for us by His obedience." On the cross, He brought in what? Righteousness and justification. His obedience to the cross, He brought righteousness and justification. He brought us what we have lost, He brought us to gain it moreover. Christ not only undid all the damage that Adam's sins effected, but He accomplished much more by making us the very sons of God. Some of this much more Paul has already explained it if you go to Acts 11 um, 5 verse 1 to 11 we are all condemned by God through Adam's disobedience and with grace the same God will bring a blessing of obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord of course when the first representative of the human race fails all of us fail with him in Adam we are condemned and in Christ we are safe that's what the Bible told us. The last Adam. In Adam, we are known that we are condemned. And we are condemned to death. But in Christ Jesus, we are saved to life. So each of us is racially united to Adam. So that his deeds affect all of us. His deeds affect all of us. But in Christ, in Christ, we all attain eternal life. We are all saved. Our racial head, who is Adam, lead us to death. today. But the last Adam, who is Jesus Christ, the head of a new creation, have come and he has given us a life. God's plan was both gracious and wise. I want us to understand His plan was gracious and wise. So as we consider these two people, Adam and Christ, I want us to contrast them. Adam and Christ. Between Adam's sins and Christ's act of obedience on the cross, I want us to contrast them. Adam's offense has been a free gift. It's contrasted with a free gift with Jesus Christ, our Lord. In verse 15 he says, in the text that we read, But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, many die, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Amen. Because of Adam's trespasses, many die. Because of Christ's obedience, the grace of God abounded to many, bringing life to all of those who are sinners. And I want us to understand the word many here. Literally, the word many means the same as all men who are the elect in Christ. Those that the Father have given to Him. Those that He has died for on the cross. Those that He has substituted on the cross. That is what it meant by what? Many here. Let us take note that much more for the grace of Christ bringing not only to the physical life, but also to the spiritual life, abounding life that He has brought to all of us as sinners, as people who are lost, but through His grace that He draws us. Christ did not conquer death, and one day will raise the bodies of all who have died in Him. He conquered death. And He saw us that one day He will raise all of us. Even if we died. For He gave. For He came to give eternal life to all who trust Him and give it abundantly in John 10.10. 10. He came to give us an abundant life. Not a life of by nature, but an abundant life forever. As I look at the second conference of Adam, Adam's and Christ. Adam's sins have been a contrast with Christ's effect of obedience. Adam's sin brought judgment and condemnation but Christ's work on the cross bring justification that bring what? Life to all of us. His disobedience brings judgment. His disobedience brings condemnation. But through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he brings justification for life for all of us to live. It is God's grace. When Adam sins, he declares unrighteous. He is unrighteous and condemned. When sinners trust Christ, he is justified. When you and I believe in Jesus Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit, we have been justified. We have been set free. We have been declared free. No more guilt of our sin because we are in Jesus Christ. I want us to understand that we are declared righteous through Jesus Christ. Because His righteousness is inputted to us. And Based on his justifications. We all live. We live under righteousness. Because what he has done on the cross. He imputed to all of us. The theologians will call it double imputations. Our sins. He take our sins. And he gave us his righteousness. We are therefore declared righteous. In Jesus Christ. It is the hope of all of us. It is the hope of every Christian. Who is regenerated. Who is what has been born again. Also in his obedience, he has kept the law perfectly for all of us. Christ has kept the law perfectly. You and I cannot keep the law. We cannot. We fail many times because Adam failed and we will fail. But Jesus came and he kept the law perfectly for us so that you and I can be able to keep the law. It is not us we can keep the law. It is Jesus Christ who have kept the law perfectly for us. I want us to understand, to know that it is Jesus Christ who have kept the law perfectly. He has no wrinkles. He is poor. And He has died on the cross for all of us. Basically because of Adam's disobedience, dead reign. And the scripture said, the wages of sin is death. In Romans 6, because sin was reigning in man's life, death was also reigning over. Let's look at Romans, chapter five, verse twenty, when he says, "So that sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord." Amen. I want us to understand. Even as dead reigns. Even as dead reigns. Those who are in Jesus Christ. Will have that eternal life. Through him and through his righteousness. But in Jesus Christ we enter a new kingdom. In Jesus Christ we are in a new covenant. In Jesus Christ we have a new relationship. A kingdom of righteousness. A kingdom of hope. A kingdom of justification. A kingdom of all of us. We are sinners but he has justified us. He says in Romans 14, verse 17, He says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, being justified by faith, we are declared righteous. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not in us, but in the hope of what God has done through Jesus Christ. In Adam, we have lost our sonship. As I contrast the third point. In Adam's we have lost our sonship. But in Jesus Christ, we reign our sonship. And we reign much more. Our spiritual reign is far greater than in Adam's earthly reign. In Christ Jesus. For we say abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. That's what Romans 5:17 told us. In 17, it says, "For it is by the one man's offense that reign through the one much more, those who receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness which reign in life throughout one who is Jesus Christ." For we said abundant of grace and the gift of righteousness." It is not us, but it is what Jesus, what God, have done through our Savior, what God have allowed our Savior to be a substitute, who is Jesus Christ. In contrast, the footprint, the trespass of one, it is a, is the righteousness of one, meaning the righteousness work of Christ on the cross. In other words, our justification is a result of a living union with Christ. A living union. Together with Christ. Our justification is a result of living union with Christ. And this union ought to result in a new kind of life. A righteous life of obedience to God. A righteous life of obedience to what the God who has chosen us. The God who has called us. The God who have allowed Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. Our union with Adam. Made us sinners and our union with Christ enabled us to reign in Him and to live in that justification in that free gift by His grace. As I'm going to my conclusion, like David, Jesus Christ is God's anointed King who will reign forever and He will reign forever and He will keep on ruling our lives. Sin and death are reigning in the old creation over which Adam was the head but grace and righteousness are reigning in the new creation over which Christ is the head and Christ is the King. And as we yield to Him we, we reign in life. As we yield to him, we reign in life. We are justified by God's grace and not the law. Grace was not an addition to God's plan. It's not an addition. God never have um, a, a, a plan B. God's plan of grace is not a second addition. Oh, it's not an addition that God's plan of grace is there that He came. No. Grace was a part of God's plan from the very beginning. From the very beginning, it was there. God dealt with Adam and Eve in grace. He dealt with them in grace. He dealt with the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He dealt with them in grace. And he dealt with the nation of Israel in grace. He gave the law through Moses, not to replace his grace. I want us to understand that. He gave the law to Moses, not to replace his grace, but to reveal man's need for grace. He has revealed man's need for grace. The law was temporary, but grace is eternal. The grace of God is eternal. And it reigns forever. Therefore the condemnation of Adam's sins is reversible. And the redemption of Jesus Christ is not reversible. It remains forever. It is eternal and it is permanent. When God saves you and God saves me. It is eternal and it is forever. The effect of Adam's act is permanent. Only if not nullified by Christ. If it is not nullified by Christ. The effect of Christ's act, however, is permanent. It remains forever for believing individuals and not subject to revealing of notifications. For those who are in him, it is permanent. Jesus died on the cross to save you and I. It is a permanent salvation that neither you and I will lose our salvation. We have the great assurance that once we are in Jesus Christ, we are in him forever. Forever in him. There are people who think that they are saved by the works that they do. But the scripture says, we are saved by the work that Christ did on the cross. Your moral life cannot save you. My moral life cannot save you. The things, the good of that you cannot save me. It is only in Jesus Christ. And only by faith in Him. Nothing else. Only in Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus what He has done on the cross. For us that can save me. So if you hold on to living by the moral life. That you can be saved by your good deeds. It is not that way. It is only in Christ Jesus. He is our Lord and He is our Savior. There is no condemnation to those who are in Him, in Christ. In Romans 8, verse 1. Justification is therefore by faith in Christ Jesus. This is the cry of the Reformers. This is the cry of Luther. The cry of John Calvin. The cry of John Knox. That is what they cry for. They cry and they say justification is therefore by faith in Christ Jesus. And Him alone, nothing else. Nothing can save you. Nothing can save me. Only in Jesus Christ. By His justification. Because of faith. He received and we receive, And trusting in Him as our Savior. We will live and reign. And we will live to that eternal with Him. Even we died. Has having done all that is required, be secured. Our acceptance before God is already through Jesus Christ. Even when we died, we are no more in that country. We are justified by His obedience and by His blood that He are poured on the cross. His blood that He are poured on the cross is one that have cleansed us. Our righteousness is through Jesus Christ. Through his blood. Not the blood of a bull. Not the blood of a lamb. Not the blood of a god. But the blood of Jesus Christ. Is the one that has cleansed us. And have given us the righteousness. And have lived and declared us sons and daughters of God. Because we are in him. Christ did not die that God might love us. I want to say that. He did not die that God might love us but he died because God loved us. He died because of God loves us. God commanded his love to us towards us, us. It is his love, it is not us. His love that allowed Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us in verse 18 of chapter 5. uh, Sorry, verse 8 of chapter 5 said, But God demonstrated His own love towards us in while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. And I pray that this morning that all of our hearts will be in to have hope and to dwell and to trust in more and to know that we are justified through Jesus Christ. Nothing else. We have been condemned through Adam. But through Jesus Christ in his righteousness we have living by faith and we have been what justified forever. And I pray that we will all live into that faith. That God will continue to strengthen us and continue to keep and continue to run in that race and live in the race forever. Amen. Let's pray. Precious Father, we are saying thank you for your word. Thank you for making us to understand it. The first Adam have failed, but he allowed the second Adam, who is Jesus Christ, to come. And he have not failed. Lord, you have allowed him to die on the cross for our justification. And in that justification you have brought hope and assurance, and the, the, the guarantee of our salvation, oh God, Father. We are saying thank you for everything. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy, oh God. Lord, continue to lead us and continue to help us. The Lord, even as we live in this world, we will be faithful in our journey as Christians, O oh God, Father. Let your glory and your will, and let your name remain forever. In Jesus' name I pray.